And now there's all this science out that's saying, you know what, we've been thinking for centuries that it's the brain that really dictates what the heart does, and it's actually not that way at all. Welcome to Radically Loved Radio. I am your host, Rosie Acosta, yoga teacher and teacher trainer, mindfulness coach, speaker, and creative writer. I am also the founder of radicallyloved.com, a website where you can go for more information about yoga, mindfulness, meditation, and lifestyle advice. On this podcast, we talk to people within our health and wellness community that are creating content through the ritualistic practice of yoga, meditation, or overall mindful living. We hope to create value in your life so that you can achieve your highest potential and live a radically loved life. To stay in touch with us, just follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Rosie Acosta and on Facebook at Radically Loved Rosie. You can sign up for our newsletter on radicallyloved.com to stay up to date on future workshops, retreats, and latest podcasts. Danielle Laporte is a best-selling author, inspirational speaker, entrepreneur, and one of my favorite people on the planet. Not only do I think she's like the manifesting priestess guru, but she definitely knows how to coach people into creating the life of their dreams. When I read Desire Map back in 2012, I remember being so inspired and I was just completely obsessed with her in probably an unhealthy way. (laughs) The Desire Map is... um, a book about uh, combining free will and our core desired feelings to become deeply intentional creators. And now she's created a course on onecommune.com that's going to be available for everybody. And when she told me about this course coming out, I knew I needed to get not only on board, but I definitely wanted to have her on the show to talk about it. Because as I said, it was something that was truly inspiring for me to get me onto the path that I'm on for me to get clear with what my vision was. And the way that the course is structured is so easy to do. And I am just, I wish that this was around back when I read the book. The book is amazing. Please pick that up as well. But this course is going to change so many lives. And I can't tell you enough how I know Danielle and I know how much heart and effort she puts into everything she puts out there. And this is going to be no different. I can't wait for you to hear this episode and hear her talk about it. And I, again, am so grateful to not only have her as a mentor in my life, but to just be somebody that's also living a heart-centered life. With that said, here is Danielle Laporte. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Radically Loved Radio. Sorry, I just literally yelled at everybody right now. now. Great, you're alive. Everybody is now alive. (laughs) I'm totally going to leave this in there. Uh, Everybody, welcome back to another episode of Radically Loved Radio. I am sitting virtually with one of my favorite people, mentors, goddesses, uh, just world heroes uh, in my life and as part of the Radically Loved family. Danielle Laporte, everyone. Welcome. Hi. You know what? I woke up today and I, and I, my first, one of my first thoughts, I I wouldn't, I'd say it was, you were my seventh thought. 
maybe six. I was like, it's Rosie Day. And that made me really happy. Yeah. Oh my God, that's good. I love that you went seventh because I was like, yes, you know what? Top 10. I'll take top 100. Are you kidding? Uh, let's just keep it consistent. I'm like going to do everything in my power to be like, hey, let's let's be number seven every day. Okay. Too greedy? Too greedy. All right. Um, so I'd love, I'm so happy to talk to you today and you know, I'm really excited and you know why I'm really excited. And I can't wait to share with the audience what we're going to talk about today because you have relaunched the desire map, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah. go, you know what? I'm not even going to talk about it. Can you just well, at least tell me like, what's like happening? It's like more than a relaunch. So the book has been out for five years, mm-hmm. 200,000 people have desire mapped and we just decided to take it to the next level. I've got all these case studies. Now there's all this, finally, this science out that is confirming what most awake females have known (laughs) and male. Anybody who's living like a heart-centered life has known that it's really your heart that calls the shots. And now there's all this science out that's saying, you know what, we've been thinking for centuries that it's the brain that really dictates what the heart does. And it's actually not that way at all. The heart has its own intelligence, its own brain. It doesn't necessarily respond the way <laughs> to what the brain tells it to do, mm-hmm. which is, and that I think is precisely what we've known. It's like your brain can tell you to do something, but if you're feeling passionate to do something else, if you have a feeling that goes in opposition to what like logic is telling you, mm-hmm. sometimes we follow those feelings and sometimes we don't. Mm-hmm. And I'm here to say, I think most of those times we should follow those feelings when they're qualities of the heart. So way deeper multimedia. I basically wrote a new book to go with it. And it's like, so feeling so super cheese to say this, but I feel like it's my best work so far. (gasps) Oh, that makes me so excited because I feel like I've read all of your works and I feel like they're all just amazing. So, (laughs) So if you're saying that this is the best, I'm really excited. And, you know, like creatively, this this was like one of my ahas in this is what what a lot of us do who are those of us who are writing and creating content. I know a lot of the people on the call are like in this boat. We want we're content makers. You come out with something that's working. And then you want to you want to stay fresh. You got to put out you think you got to put out something new. Mm-hmm. You want to top that. Um. And we really put ourselves in this difficult position for building on to things. And I just decided, like, I wasn't going to do that. I wasn't going to go do a whole new, like, brand book under something else to kind of trick my audience yeah. <laughs> into, like, check out this new methodology. It's like, no, I just want to go deeper. I want to build on this, and I'm going to do it this way. Like, come along with me. So that was... Yeah, I just everything I want to talk about still fits under yeah. the practice of being heart centered. Well, yeah. and I and I love how this is the the way that you're talking about it is very much related to all of the science that's coming out now, especially with regard to how our emotions lead to our biology. And mm-hmm. I and I really appreciate that and love that because I feel like a lot of people out there and you've talked about this you talked about it in uh, White Hot Truth. You've talked about it on podcast interviews where there's the the woo-woo-ness, right? It's like the, the woo can sometimes, it can sometimes 
take people out of going into somewhere deep that's more heart-centered, right? So some people might need a different approach to going deeper within what they're actually wanting or how they want to feel, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, This is, I think, some of the most fun and easy to understand science that's out there now. So, and I credit, most of this goes to HeartMath Institute, who for, for 20 years, they've been pouring funds into researching the, the science of the heart, the vibration, the frequency, the energy, the electromagnetic frequency of the heart center. And now everybody's starting to pay attention, which is really beautiful. So imagine, um, basically, if you thought of your heart as if it were a cell phone. So, you know, you think of your brain as a cell phone, your heart as another center a frequency and your gut as another center of frequency because it's also you know being proven that the the gut center the instinct center has its own brain its own intelligence its own microbiome um and if you think about like your cell phone reception how far away can you call somebody and still get a great signal it turns out that um your heart center has a is 5000 times stronger in terms of what it radiates than your brain or your gut. Mm. And that means we've had it backwards all this time. So what does that mean for making everyday decision, decisions and getting out of anxiety and actually you know what I was I was on your site today and I was rereading your bio. I mean, I know your story, but we should talk about anxiety a bit oh. in this call and I would love to hear more about what you went through yeah. when you were younger and overcoming that. But um, what this means is that instead of trying to make our decisions from logic and from, you know, literally everybody knows what it means to think about something. It means that we're probably going to be much more powerful, much more clear, much more effective if we can put our attention on our heart and follow what our heart tells us to do. And this is just like, this is a meditative principle, right? This is where you put your attention is where your energy goes. Shift your focus from head to heart makes all the difference. Mm, Yeah. And I, I really, for me, especially now, I really resonate with that, but it definitely took me a long time to to put those two things together and just with regard to anxiety. And yeah, I'd love to talk to you about this because I feel like my anxiety now is different than it was when I was a kid, right? Before when I was a kid, the anxiety was some hearing gunshots, seeing somebody get uh, domestic abused, you know, seeing people around me just in chaos and, you know, going to school and seeing ambulances and police cars and, there was just so much of that living in your survival mode. So that Mm. anxiety was just, it was just survival, right? It was just fight or flight. I was just living in that for so long that by the time I was a teenager, that was the norm, you know, and then I was severely overweight. I was on the McDonald's diet. I couldn't sleep. I had insomnia. I was just in a really terrible place. And, you know, I didn't, I didn't have that desire to 
continue to live my life that way. In my heart, I knew, I knew everything that you're saying rings true. In my heart, I knew that there was something else, that there was something more, that there was a higher purpose, but I didn't have the language or the guidance. Like there was nobody around me, right? You grew up in an environment like that, Danielle, like everybody's that way. Everybody's Mm -hmm. that way. There's nobody. And the thing is, if you try to grow out of that or lift yourself out of that, somebody else is going to pull you down because then they're going to see how, I'm going to do air quotes, how bad they are or you're Mm -hmm. better than them. And then that's like not conducive to growth, right? And so even getting through that and utilizing yoga and meditation as a way to uh, aid that, now it's the anxieties that come up are, are different, right? It's like, entrepreneur or as a teacher as a leader like those things are different now but that feeling is still the same right that anxiety that feeling of disconnection right Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah so what what's your thoughts we'll say a little more now about your anxiety now like is it is it a daily thing is it something you have to work to manage what's like well I think now it's just uh it's almost like how how much more do I create? How do I create? How do I continue to stay true to who I am and not because now I'm getting pulled in different directions. It's like podcast or a publisher or this person or that. And I'm getting pulled in all these different directions when all I want to do is just continue to feel like I'm still living my purpose. Like I'm still feeling connected and I'm not feeling like I have to now perform Right. Because to me, mm-hmm. it's like I'm still that like kid from the ghetto where I'm like, fuck all this. Like, I'm not doing any of it. I'll fucking delete my website right now. I'll delete all of it. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like, I will blow it up right now. <laughs> like, So I guess the anxiety comes from that, you know, but there's a little bit of excitement, too, where it's like, you know what? All of this can go away and and I'm still going to be OK. <laughs> you know mm-hmm. what I mean? So mm-hmm. I think it's just the anxiety of like now you're in a, you're a public person and now you're supposed to be some sort of way. I mean, like, that's just me being honest. You know, that's like real talk. I guess anxiety is just coming from that place. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, I actually have an exercise in the course about letting go of your most precious thing. Oh. And I mean, for some of us, it's our identity. <clears throat> Um, yeah, that's a whole other conversation. And I, and I get how it relates to anxiety. For me, my experience with anxiety has been very recent, like in the last year. Mm. And I could never relate before when someone would talk to me about their anxiety. Mm. And I would, of course, I'd feel so much compassion. And, but I didn't, I didn't get it. (laughs) It's, yeah, I I didn't know I didn't know it was sort of underneath my underneath my surface. And that surface was workaholism. Mm. And it's something that you know, I've even talked to like addiction specialists and they kind of blow off workaholism like, well, it's not like alcoholism. Well, no it isn't. Is they're each their own kind of unique beast. But it's a very real addiction that has a very high cost. And be, and our society rewards it. It's like it's different. You know, if you have a substance abuse issue, it's easier to detect. There's also more shame in it. Um, 
And for lots of reasons, there's more support systems around that. But when you're a workaholic and you have some material success because of it, or you just look like a baller, you're fucking getting shit done, you're fucking crushing it, you know, um, all that's rewarded and supported. It's part of what we swim in. And I got to a point last year where I just couldn't do it anymore. And once I was physically and psychologically unable to work the way I had been, like at such a pace and with such a kind of addictive energy behind it, um, then this anxiety started to come up. I had no, I didn't even know what it was. I was just talking to my shrink and I was just like, what is going? And she's like, Danielle, those are panic attacks. I was like, what? I'm having, what? Um, I know at that point it was so disabling and shocking to my system. I wasn't that concerned about like that. I didn't get it. I was just like, okay, you know, like there's that old saying, it, it doesn't matter that there's an elephant on your foot. You just try to get the elephant off your foot. Um, and then I really became, you know, I worked myself out of that. Uh, finally, I mean, the beauty of it was all the practices that I had been practicing and actually teaching for years, you know, visualization and prayer and living a reflective life and eating clean, all those things really came in handy. I had to amp them up. And part of that amp up and that like deeper devotion to a more reflective life really brought me round to the heart. And I just came to this conclusion. I came to 9,000 conclusions, but one of them was, you know, it. you can meditate <laughs> to think more clearly and start your day off right. And it's just like, you know, I think a lot of us approach meditation as we should, that it's like it's mental floss in a way. You just like you brush your mind, you get still, kind of shake things off, clean it up, just like you take care of your body. And that is great. And everybody should be doing that. But there's that is not going to get you to fullness. And the only way to get to fullness and depth and meaning and love, and I think everything that we crave is through the heart. You need both. And that's why, well, that's how I live now. And, and, uh, oh God, I, I don't, I hate to throw this in there now, but it's like, and that is what became the desire map course. Yeah. And it created this whole practice called the heart centering practice that saved me. Mm-hmm. And I do it every day. You know, one of the things that I, I love that, and I, I think it's such an honest uh, approach, you know, coming from a place of really having a desire to, <laughs> to not be in that state of suffering, right? Mm-hmm. This podcast is brought to you by Organifi. Now you can sip your way to radiant skin with Organifi's new product, Glow. This refreshing superfood naturally boosts collagen, smooths fine lines, protects the skin from sun exposure and toxins, and naturally moisturizes the skin. It's super simple to use. You simply mix one scoop with eight to 10 ounces of water and you shake it and you drink it. 
and in natural Organifi fashion, it's got such incredible superfoods like aloe vera, pomegranate extract, lemon powder, coconut water, rosehip powder. All of these ingredients are going to help build collagen naturally using nature's most potent superfoods. Taking care of my skin has become something so important to me, not only because I travel as much as I do, but because I know that we are what we eat. So head over to OrganifiShop.com forward slash products forward slash glow so you can get your Organifi Glow pre-sale free shipping that ends in one day. So you can either go to the info button of this particular podcast and go directly to the link or go to OrganifiShop.com. That's O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I-S-H-O-P.com forward slash products forward slash glow. And now back to our show. I, I want to talk to you, especially with regard to um, the power of language, or you, you talk about it as word exploration. And can you, can you talk to us about the importance of, of finding your words or how language can help facilitate that for us? Mm-hmm. So the importance of words within this context for me is all about what I call your core desired feelings. And I think everything you're doing is because you want to feel a certain way. You chase whatever you want to chase, but it's all because you want to feel a certain way when you get there. Why don't you get clear on what that feeling is? And it's probably four, maybe five predominant feelings, your core desired feelings. And words have vibrations, right? It's Mm -hmm. like we, we all know the pain that words can cause. We all know the pleasure, the relief, the comfort. Yeah. And words have an ontology to them. Like they're they're built a certain way. They have a lineage. Mm. They have a history. They have a vibration, just like a person does, similar to a person. And so, you know, it's really important the words that we choose in everyday speech. Like I never say things like, Oh, stupid me, or I'm busy. Um, I hate that. Mm. I don't even like, mm. even when I was, my son was really little, uh, you know, you don't, we didn't say, I hate broccoli. Say, eh, oof, that's a strong word. Mm. How about I really don't like broccoli? Let's just go with that. And, uh, you know, and it worked. It worked. I got it. And I ended up with this really kind, poetic kid. Maybe I had something to do with it. Um, <laughs> Come on. I'm like, of so course. <laughs> when you get, I want to give him as much credit as possible because he's really just his own person. But so when you're choosing your core desired feelings, like, oh, that process of, you know, like, I'll give you an example. I just, I desire map for myself on my birthday and in the fall, sometimes in the new year. So I just check in with my core desired feelings. Do I want new ones? Are the ones I have making me feel, feel more expanded, helping me make decisions. And so I just redid it recently. And I spent about two weeks just hanging out with some new words. And the words that I had to decide on with do, is it that I want to feel vitality or vibrancy or radiance? I look up the definitions of all those words and what's the history? Is that Latin? Is it Greek? How does it get used in a sense? What are my associations with that word? And then I, and I try it out. I'm like, you know what I really want is I want to feel vibrant 
because the definition of vibrant has to do with multiple things that kind of check the list for me. has to do with light. Color can be vibrant. It has to do with sound, the vibration of sound current, which is a really big thing for me and how I use my voice and music in my life and sound therapy. Mm-hmm. I w- and I, I want to feel and l- look lit up. So I want to feel internally. I want to have vibrant skin and have vibrant eyes. I want to be vibrant in yoga. So right now, I'm committed to vibrant as one of my core desired feelings. So when I do my heart centering practice and when I'm making my decisions every day, the question is, it's two questions now. And this is part of the evolution of this process. What does vibrant want to tell me? Mm-hmm. And then what am I going to do to be vibrant? So like this morning when I, I did my practice, I had like five minutes to, to do it before I met a, went and met a friend for breakfast. Like, you know, I bring those core desired feelings into my heart. I mix them with the colors that are in this, you know, in this practice. I breathe in, say, hello, God, I'm here. What's vibrant want to tell me? Vibrant's message today was slow down. And that's it. And that's already, I mean, here as we're recording this, it's like 2.20 something PM. And I got a lot done today because I slowed down. Mm -hmm. Tomorrow, message might be different. Sometimes the message just says you're on track, just keep going, you know, but that is how I make decisions. Mm. And my head might tell me something different. My head might say it's Thursday and we're all trying to take Friday off tomorrow. So I better speed up. Mm. I want to, you know, what do I got to do to get like get into high production mode? We're in the middle of lots of things right now. Nope. You want to, you want to get there sooner? Slow down, at least today. Mm. I, I love that. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, that, that to me is, that to me is the definition of having that acute awareness. And I think for the people listening, I'm actually curious what your advice would be. Um, because I feel like it does require a level of uh, willingness to listen, (laughs) Mm -hmm. right? For the people that are wanting to create something new or they're tired of the way that their life is and they're needing something to, to break them out of this cycle of uh, depression or sadness or Mm -hmm. um, feeling unsatisfied. And they, Mm -hmm. maybe they haven't created that, uh, that acute awareness or that that defined awareness. So what what would that look like for somebody who's never tuned in before? Mm. Meaning what's this actual practice or what are yeah, a bunch like, of tools? Yeah, mm. well like just how how could somebody that's not internally right. attuned yeah, oriented. Right? Yeah. 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 Uh, well the first question I would ask is why don't you tell me about the pain that you're in? And the reason I ask that is because <laughs> I just snorted. That was right? so- it's because it sounds a little tough love. Like yeah. it's sort of like, you know, the, the vibe in that is sort of like, how's it working for you so far? Not being in your heart. Right. <laughs> like it's not, it's not working. It's not, I can tell you from experience and having this conversation thousands of times now with individuals. Mm-hmm. Um, you can't just stay in logic without creating a lot of pain and eventually hitting the wall. 
and it's going to come up somehow. It's going to come up when you can't do marathons anymore because you got an injury. It's going to come up after you have a baby and you're going to move into postpartum. It's going to come up after a breakup. Like there's going to be something in life that's going to stop you. And all the stuff you haven't dealt with because you haven't been in your heart is going to be there for you. And then you're going to make the transition into a, a different perspective, a more whole way of living. And the qualities of the heart are what everybody craves. Qualities of the heart are love, gentleness, compassion, joy, generosity. There's probably more. But those are the key ones that everybody gets. Most people who are in their right mind, and I mean that, most people who have a, a decent degree of sanity would say they want to experience, they want to receive, they want to give all those things. The rewards, you, you can only believe if, the rewards of that. Like This is why it's so important to talk about this stuff and have podcasts and be together at conferences and tell each other our stories. Because for somebody who's riddled with anxiety, who's been working to impress, who's living on the logic of just crushing it and productivity and accumulation, they don't get it. But they might they might hear something in someone's story where they go, oh, I want that. I want to get to my other side, which sounds like that. So, you know, and this is why, you know, I love people's suffering stories. Mm -hmm. I tend to Maybe this isn't healthy, but I tend to trust people more who suffered. Like, okay, you've been around the block. Mm -hmm. You know what it is to hustle, to, to, um, to grieve, to feel, whatever it is. So listen to the people who have suffered and made it to the other side. I'm one of them. You're one of them. Anybody who's listening wants to get out of side, I'm telling you, living from those qualities of love and generosity and compassion and joy, mm -hmm. way more fulfilling. You don't need as much money, but you might make even more. You know, it's like you, you're going to be in relationships that are healthier. You may go, you're going to have to learn to be, you'll learn new things like patience and quality control mm -hmm. <laughs> in your relationships. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, but you, you start to fall in love with yourself and then you fall in love with life. And then you reach this beautiful place where you can't tell if you're giving or receiving. Mm. And it's what all mystics talk about. You know, you just start to taste, just taste peace and taste oneness. I used to, you know, in my 20s, when I was just balling, I, in that way, the way you do in your yeah, 20s, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm a baller now, but in a different way. <laughs> um, like peace was so, just a concept. I was like, boring come on i want passion and I, I mean i still want lots of that and got lots of that but um oh it's sweet yeah. on the other side yeah yeah you know one of the things that i i feel like i has been a process for me to really come to not feel like me choosing my feelings wasn't selfish right? mm, mm. because I did grow up with you know that you know a little bit of Catholic guilt and also mm. just my family being um, 
energy vampires <laughs> mm-hmm. and you know just always having that like oh you're you're just thinking about you that's really selfish that's egocentric you're just wanting to focus on how you want to feel that's a very selfish endeavor and obviously i i don't believe that but um i'm curious as to what your <laughs> your yes. your thoughts you know are what? on that thinking you're selfish to thinking that you're selfish because you want to feel fulfilled will fuck up your identity Mm. to the extreme. You will not know who you are. You will not know what you like, what you love. You're going to be in relationships with people who do not match you at all. It's a disaster. It's a disaster. And let me flip it. We, by we, I'm talking about society. I'm talking about the collective. I'm talking about the cosmos. We need you to do what feels good. Because when you're in a state of joy and when you're vibrant, when you're in a state of your own vibrancy, well, first of all, you're just way more fun to be around. But you're going to be not just are you going to be less of a burden on the system. Like, please get your shit together. So you're not a burden on the system so that you don't need healthcare and you don't need to take a year off work because you had a nervous breakdown Mm -hmm. and you're not an asshole at work Mm -hmm. and you're not over consuming. I mean, this is one of the, you want to fix the planet, love yourself so that you don't buy shit. You don't need, you know? Uh, Yeah. I, we need you to be joyful when you're joyful and you're doing what makes you happy. You're lit up. You eat better, you're kinder, you've got way more to give, and right now we really, really need people who have a lot more to give because a lot of us are in pain. Yeah, oh. and I yeah. really, I get so encouraged and excited when I do see and hear people like you out there talking about that because instead of us focusing on how things are fucked up we're focusing on how we can change things and how things can be better so I always really admire that about you and appreciate Mm -hmm. that um and to be able to call things out right too (laughs) not just Mm -hmm. be like oh it's all rainbows and unicorns and you know there's uh there's real suffering in the world but I really feel like focusing on the things that are going to create more of that positive ripple effect is always a good place to be in. So you've got this new course uh, on Commune, which is a new platform, which I'm so excited about. Uh, The Desire Map course. Uh, Tell us a little bit about the course and what people can expect. Oh, it's beautiful. Beautifully shot. (laughs) So that's just like, it is beautifully shot. Yeah, it is. (laughs) I knew it. You know what? And when I saw it, I was like, Oh, Danielle had a lot to do in this aesthetic. Let me tell you. (laughs) Yeah. And commune is great. I mean, the, it would just, it's like, I feel like we're business soulmates. So it was easy. It was really easy with them. Um, this is how it's set up basically with each video. I'm kind of, I do a sermon and we just go like really deep, really fast. I get philosophical and then I'll talk about that actual like exercise and there's a worksheet and you get this whole beautiful printed workbook because I'm all about things you can hold in your hands and digital just doesn't completely cut it for me. So I'm like, let's just, 
just print this workbook and mail it to people. Okay. And, um, it's sequenced. So I used to build things where it was like, Hey, just jump in anytime, do what feels good. I don't say that so much in this course. I'm like, really, there is, this is one of my favorite words. There's a pedagogy to this. There's a reason we start here and we warm you up. I'm kind of getting you lubed up (laughs) and I want you to think I'm going to lube you with gratitude and then we're going to move into some tough stuff and then we build (laughs) as all good things do. And because I have to, you know, for those of us who were in, either we're in pain or we're, we operate purely from logic or we're traumatized. A lot of us are. Mm -hmm. We have to like one step at a time to move into feelings. And then I want to get you into this place where you are considering everything that you want to do and have an experience and give. Uh, I've built a lot more in this course about giving so that this isn't just about, you know, being how to be a light narcissist, right? (laughs) Um, Love yourself, period. It's actually not period. It's love yourself, comma, mm. so you can, and you can go be more loving. Um, so yeah, there's a there's a sequence to it, and you get your core desired feelings, and that's wonderful. And it's like an epiphany for lots of people. It's it's you know it's like getting this sacred name for yourself, and then you got to put it into practice. So we go deeper. You're looking at inner attitudes, outer attitudes. And you're really, I'm really pushing you to explore like how your thoughts create your feelings and how your feelings create your thoughts because your thoughts create your behavior Mm -hmm. and that's how we create our reality. And really, 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 I can just like jump to the end. This is all about self-agency. That's my other, that's my hot word right now. Just Mm -hmm. choose. You get to choose. You get to choose how you feel. You get to choose how you feel no matter what's happening. No matter how oppressed or hard done by or or less than unworthy you feel right now, you can make a choice to feel something that's just a little more higher on the scale of vibration. So, you know, instead of feeling hopeless, you could just move to feeling angry. Actually, anger is stronger than hopelessness. Mm-hmm. And then, like, just like move out of anger and, like, maybe we can get you to, like, courage. That's cool. And you just kind of move up. So for some of us, huge leap. I just want to feel balanced and connected and whatever your core desired feelings are. Uh, Yeah, you you Mm. choose. Choose them. Choose the thoughts that are going to support that feeling. Mm. Choose a feeling that's going to support the action, the life you want to live. And it works. I can tell you it works. So for people that are wanting to sign up for this and they are ready to create some magic in their life like all of us have, mm-hmm. where can they go for more information? Mm-hmm. Well, you should have a special link. And if everybody clicks through on that, you're going to get to the desire map section on one commune. There is a whole component of the course that's free. And then when it opens up, It'll be half price for a couple weeks. And 
really, really what I want everybody to grab now if you go in and opt in is you get the heart centering practice, which is what I'm most excited about. Mm -hmm. So, you know, what I was talking about earlier on and bringing those core desired feelings into your heart, you blend in some colors. It's like the seven step thing that I, I take a while to walk you through, but then you can just do in like seven minutes every day. You can like do it in the grocery store. Like, oh, remember going to the heart, breathe. Yeah. Right. Right. Uh, and just, be present. Yeah. So that's what I want everybody to make sure they're getting as soon as possible is that heart centering practice. And then with the free component, I think you get like 12 worksheets and an hour worth of video. And yeah, there's like a tons, tons of stuff. Tons. Yeah. Oh, and also another thing to keep in mind is that, and this is one of the reasons I decided to collaborate with commune to produce this is we've got this whole private online space where everybody has started together. So there's already a few thousand people in there talking about desire mapping. You know, I've got, you probably don't know this. I have six, 700 desire map facilitators and coaches who work with people like every weekend somewhere in the world. I love saying this (laughs) every weekend somewhere in the world, there is a desire map workshop or retreat. I'm like, what? That blows my mind. So all of my facilitators are in this private space. And the intention is that it's a safe space. It's a kind space. It's private space. Mm. And everybody's talking about heart centering and, hey, help me choose. Like, do you think my CDF, like, what's another word for brave? What's another word for connected? And everybody's in there cheering each other on. It's really beautiful. Danielle really did this as just like, I want to say a huge favor, but like I love talking to her and the fact that I knew this course was coming out and the fact that she's on here talking to us about it, like we're really getting an inside look at to how and why she created this. So we're all very lucky to have her and I am so grateful to have you and I'm really excited about this. I think it's going to be so beneficial for so many people out there. I know for me it has been, and I'm just, I'm so excited that you came on to talk to us about it. Me too, you too. It was rosy day. It I'm was so happy. rosy day. <laughs> so before I let you go, I'm going to ask you a question I asked you before, and I'm curious if your answer is different. So the question, well, it was two part question. I'm going to ask you both just because I'm greedy like that. So, uh, it's pertaining to this podcast. I started Radically Loved as a way to create a community, a forum, a place for people to go to, to feel inspired or connected. And it's this idea that we are all radically loved by source, God, higher power, whatever higher power of your understanding. And so the universe works for us and not against us. So Mm -hmm. the questions to you are in two parts. The first one is, how do you feel radically loved? And then the second part to the question is what or who do you radically love? Oh, God, that it makes me want to cry. Like even just how you just, I just hope everybody listening took that in. I mean, just even to like to put that belief out there, that source radically loves you. Like that's, that's it. Um, and the higher power of your understanding. So where, how, who, so sorry, I got lost in the philosophy. I get the question. I get the question. Um, well, I feel 
radically loved when I breathe. And this is part of my practice now as I inhale and I say, hello, God. And I exhale and I say, I'm here. And that came out of my own experience of just being in the darkest place of my life. I just like, where does life come from? It's like, it's right here. Something, something is breathing me. It's coming from somewhere. Life is coming from somewhere. So I breathe, I feel held. Something's keeping me alive. Wow, I feel radically loved. And who do I radically love? Mom, my son. I mean, it's it's so, he's yet to test me on this, but I really, my love for him is unconditional. And when we've talked about it, I was like, you know, just, just almost like playfully, he's 15 now, but he's like very philosophical. It's like, okay, because we've talked about unconditional love. Mm-hmm. He's like, okay, what if I was in jail? I was like, yeah, I'd be there. Love you. What if I, what if I killed somebody? Yeah. What if I killed a lot of people? Like, what if it was like just awful, heinous? I was like, I would still love you. I would still love your soul. I would still, I'm here your whole life. I will never give up on you. Yeah. And I think that's how God regards us. Mm -hmm. Like I've learned so much about just the potential of how the great spirit loves us. I think it's inconceivable when you're in a little human suitcase called a body. It's inconceivable <laughs> how deeply, how profoundly we're loved. But I just have a little inkling of it through my reality and my intention of loving this kid unconditionally. Mm. So far, so good. <laughs> oh, that's so great. Uh, for the people listening who want to connect with you, do you hang out in social media or on any social media at all? I like Instagram a lot. <laughs> I love it. I love it as a platform. I'm not really, not really on Facebook. Uh, yeah, Instagram, and you know, I, I try to put out useful stuff every week on my website. Great. Okay, and those links will be linked up on the show notes as well. So, Danielle, thank you so much. As usual, uh, I love you beyond words. I think you're. Uh, a deity in this world i think the work you're doing is so impactful and i i just always look up to you and i'm really grateful that you're a part of this family and that you've allowed me to be a part of your world uh all love back so much thank you hey everyone i hope you enjoyed this episode i am so excited to continue to do this please share this with your friends email us message us on instagram at rosie acosta or on twitter at rosie acosta subscribe on itunes write a review we love doing this so please help us continue to keep this podcast going thanks for listening